Welcome back to Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. When was our last episode? I think we recorded... In the winter, right? December, but this aired in January. January. Or maybe it was like right before January. I remember I got the parents yeah, episode out. Yeah, it was like right before the holidays. Yes. Like right... I remember recording during yeah. the holidays, so... Wow, it's Aww. so nice to be in the OC realm. It really is. I mean... You know, I'm a broken record, but your favorite I'm, show. I'm happy to be back. It feels good to say those words. Let's talk OC. Yeah, we're talking OC. We're not talking OC. I mean, we're we are talking OC, but we're talking. <laughs> Welcome to the OC Bitches podcast. A podcast about a podcast. A podcast about a podcast. You guys asked for it. Perplexed, however, but you guys asked for it. So we're giving it to you. We sure are. <laughs> Off mic. And we've said this before because... Welcome to the OC Bitches came out within like a week. We got messages. Are you guys going to review? We want to hear your thoughts. And I'm like, really? Is it weird to review a pod, like a podcast reviewing another, another podcast? And who are we? I was like, I'm like, who the fuck are we to review this podcast or any other person's podcast for that matter? Right. But hey, you guys asked for it. We're here to deliver. You guys sent your questions and comments. So again, we're going to answer them. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was like, you know what? I will do a review podcast. It's just an excuse to talk about the OC. And originally <laughs> I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this with Ant because I didn't know if Liz would be down for this. And I didn't think we'd have content, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was like, what are we going to talk right, about? What are we going to talk about? But, but a lot of things have come out. And yeah. so there is stuff to talk about. Comment on, I guess. Comment. Yeah, there's yeah, there's things we have to say. Yeah. Okay. so so far, Welcome to the OC Bitches has had 11 episodes. Wow. We've had Josh Schwartz, Peter Gallagher, Tate Donovan, Bonnie Somerville and Kelly Rowan as cast and, you know, the creator. creator. Then for guests, we had Patrick Rush, who is a casting director, Deb Fisher, who is a writer, Matt Ramsey, editor. Michael Lang, director, and Patrick Norris, director. Yeah, all of those director and writer episodes I found to be really great. Yeah. Because, like, you don't get to hear from them that often, so. And what else has been cool is, you know, we're doing Gossip Girl and Three Gossip Girls. It's the same creators and, and writers. We we hear the names like Patrick Norris and Michael Lang. Yeah, a so lot. It's been a nice crossover. It has been. I mean... Schwartz and Savage, they have their core team. Yeah. They're like, these are our people, and they come with us wherever we go. And I think that's great that they have relationships that they obviously trust in these people, and they respect them for what they do. And you can just tell that even the cast, like Melinda and Rachel, are like, wow, you guys are X, Y, and Z. You guys are great. You know? They just, they probably all just loved each other. Like family. Right. And when you find people you love to work with, you want to keep giving them Keep work. working. Yeah. So I want to go over not only our personal thoughts, and we're going to get into questions and comments from listeners, but this rewatch podcast genre. Culture? I mean, it's the culture of the teen, the, the drama teen shows, and just in general, like, there's so many rewatch podcasts. Right. So we have Office Ladies with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley, which is not teen drama. No, but, but it's a cult classic a show. Yeah. We have Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach Braff and Another Dolph Another classic show. We have I'm All In with Scott Patterson, which is... Gilmore Girls. Yep. And then the newest, and I'm sure there's more out there, but Drama Queens with Hillary Burton, Sophia Bush, and Joy Lenz. Right. So it's... People are... 
They're rewatching. And then there was also a Sopranos rewatch podcast. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that, which I have listened to. And I think, don't quote me on that. They stopped it, right? They stopped doing it? Well, no, I'm not sure of Uh that. But I think I saw Jenny and Jenny Garth and Yes, and Tori Spelling are also doing a a 90210 rewatch podcast. I should listen to that. Me too. Why don't we listen to that? Okay, it's on. It's on the list. It's on the list. (laughs) But anyway. So it's like, it's it's a phenomenon. And what's so crazy because when we started tree hill talk we were there were no rewatch podcast for that job for this genre our niche genre right and there were no actors from shows watching their shows no and to be honest still to this day they the, the actors don't watch the shows that they're on no and i knew that all i've known that right like to us i feel like it was common knowledge but i think a load of people were surprised on how little they have immersed themselves in their past TV shows. Right. So let's get into that. Yeah, no, totally. A lot of people who wrote into us, and I've seen comments. Everywhere. Everyone's having a lot of issues with Rachel, Rachel. and her memory. I know. I personally don't have a problem with this. I, I, I understand why people are frustrated. I understand it. Um, me coming from a person who has seen the show twice in my life, it's not my favorite show. But it's a show that I enjoy. And so I could see if it was my favorite show and there are like these big things that happened and I didn't remember them. And I said that I feel like people, yeah, maybe would get offended that I didn't really know. But also it doesn't bother me either because I'm just like, well, I'd rather hear like the behind the scenes type of deal or like your friendships and relationships like that's the stuff I'm looking for so the fact that she doesn't remember it I just kind of laugh it off and I think that it's really normal yeah well that's the thing too is if you think of it like this I thought of this yesterday they worked on this show over 10 years ago it's like 17 17 years ago ago. they showed up they shot out of order they right. didn't always work together. Mm-hmm. You shoot your scenes. Sometimes it's with a stand-in. You go home. And the day goes on and the day goes on. How are you supposed to remember? I couldn't tell you what I said yesterday. I, I couldn't know. tell you what I said on Tree Hill Talk. We had this. Ex- we talked I about know. this. I know. Michelle and I have had this talk about things that we've said on podcast. Years later, people will bring it up. And we're like, oh, we said that? Sorry. Or ha That was really funny. Don't remember saying that. And also, like, I mean, this has nothing to do with it. And it's maybe a poor example. But... I was a competitive dancer for most of my entire life, and I would do routines, practice them over 100 times in a year, and I still hang out with my girlfriends like in this weekend, and we were talking about things. I was like, I don't even remember that. I don't remember dancing to that song. I must have rehearsed it 100 times in that year. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember dancing to that song, and they're like, what? And I'm like, okay, well, I remember this, and like they're like, wait, what? Like It just, you remember things because they trigger something in you it's a memory right but if you if it doesn't like hold a special place like i feel like every single day they couldn't have held a special place in their hearts for this particular scene particular episode so it's like why would you remember that and i think what i appreciate is rachel and melinda she has watched it since she has watched episodes rachel has never watched it but she can watch and be like oh i remember the feeling i had and many of these actors 
Maybe they don't want to go back to the feeling they had when they were filming that was these a, episodes. That was a point that I ma- made sure I wrote down. Like, maybe they don't want to relive this or revisit this. And this is the first time in a long time that they have. Yeah. So they're all getting the emotions raw when we're hearing them. You know, it's, it's hard to sometimes re- recall things. And the only way we recall them is because... If something stood out, a memory stood out to you. And she's like, oh, I remember this specific part, like their first kiss. Yeah. You know, like I remember having feelings for Adam now. Right. So it's like, okay, that's the kind of stuff you want to, for me, that you want to hear. Yeah. I don't need you to remember, you know, every little thing that happens. You know, one thing that did come up is she didn't remember Caleb dying. I know, which a lot of people are upset about. Listen, again, if you look at it as I know like, this is my favorite show. She so wasn't in the scene. I should be triggered, but I'm not. Right. I think because I understand it. And you know what? I listened to all of the rewatch podcasts that I just listed. Right. Everyone has different flows. Totally. But if you dissect them, Jenna and Angela have been friends forever. Like, best friends, same yes. age group. So, uh, but way different relationship. Way different. Uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison? Best, best friends. friends. And... Donald doesn't remember anything. Yeah. So, but he remembers the feeling he had while filming and Right. And being and being being able to talk to his best friend about it. Like we share this. Yes, exactly. But like little neat neat little details. It's neither here nor there. And I but I understand your frustration, whoever feels this way. I understand it, but yeah. I don't I'm not personally affected by it. No, I'm not either. And I think also if you view it as it's a job. It's a job. It's a job. And I don't, that's not discrediting how they feel about it. I totally. think it's just, you just look at it as like, it's almost like imagine if we kind of what you said about your dance uh, comparison. If I were to go back and have a conversation with someone from high school that we were mutual friends with, kind of like Mindy and Rachel, right? They were, they, they now are doing this podcast. They were in totally different groups on this show. Right. Like Melinda was an adult in quotes. Right. A parent she and a was child. A Right. And a lot of scenes they didn't have together until season four. Right. And that's because they had to write it in a sense because we know Marissa dies that this is her best friend. This is her mother. So, yeah, it makes sense for them to come together and have more of a bond and more scenes together. But they really didn't have a lot of scenes together. So they don't really know each other like the other podcasts do. Right. So we have to take that into consideration. I mean, and the other thing, too, is like Scott Patterson. He's never watched Gilmore Girls. Right. Ever. And he is watching, and I'll have a guest on here and there, but he's dissecting, and I really am enjoying his podcast. It's a great... They're all doing a version of a rewatch that I'm actually very much into. And then you have Hillary, Sophie, and Joy, who... I mean... Talk about queens. They truly honestly. are queens. Yeah. But if you go back and read and read about their time on the show, he they don't want to relive named, it. They don't want to relive it. And there was a time, and Hillary told us this when we talked to her. She was like, I couldn't talk about One Tree Hill for, for a, a long very long time. time. I know. And now they're rewatching, and you'll hear them. Joy will be like, I don't remember this, or so I, I can't believe I did that, or I haven't watched it. Like, right. It's a job. It's a job. It's a job. And that job means so much to so many other people in the world. So it's, I understand why they feel that way. But as the person who is 
the creator or acting in it, you're like, wow, oh my God, this means so much to you. I'm like, I'm sorry that I don't remember it, but I'm so glad that I made an impact on you. Yes, exactly. So it's like you have to take it for what it is and just move on with it. That's not even my gripes with the podcast, to be honest. Okay, so, and the last thing I want to say, and then we can go into the general flow of the episodes, but I think what's fun is actually, and there is comedic, aspect to it of Rachel not remembering because it's like oh my god I did that or oh I smoked weed and she will own and recognize like wow it was a little shit or I'm sorry if I ever did something where I was out of line like you I think if you can recognize and understand and be like maybe it wasn't the best in this or and she I love how she comments on Summer and I also love how extremely she is into the characters where she's like rooting for Ryan and Marissa yeah she's rooting for Ryan and Marissa for sure watching as a fan and I appreciate that yeah I do, too. I really do. So, okay, let's get into the general flow of the episodes. The flow is difficult for me. Well, only because, as I said before, you're a true OG, hearts of hearts, absolutely ride or die for this show. So not having a summary for you makes sense that you probably wouldn't mind it as much because you know the ins and outs of every single episode or you know at least the general gist for me and like I don't need a recap either but I feel like for me my memory is I mean as I get older my memory gets worse and worse and we just wrapped on Let's Talk OC not that long ago so yeah maybe season four when we get to it I'll remember more about each episode but the fact that we went back to season one it's hard for me like Rachel to remember so I need a little bit more of a a summary I feel like they bullet point maybe one or two like big things that happen and when I feel like they talk about it it's not really a discussion they kind of just mention it yeah that's my my right off the bat impression I know people have actually said that to us about how we feel about the flow and how they don't do enough recapping and enough detail the other thing is that I want to point out, it is not easy to get on a mic and podcast. Hell no, it's not. It's not. It's not natural. It's not natural. I And to be completely honest with you, and Liz knows this, but I will say this. There were so many times of Tree Hill Talk where I was like, I don't like this episode. It's really hard for three people to chime in. Mm-hmm. I was always low. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get a word in. <laughs> Half of Let's Talk OC... When we were finished recording, I'm like, I I can't even believe we're doing this. I'm not happy with it until season three and four. Yeah. And then Gossip Girl, I absolutely love our flow. Yeah. I feel like we finally how many years later it took us to find that. And like, that's why I I still respect them for what they're doing. Because if you've never talked into a microphone and not had like the this weird like experience it's just a weird experience right like you and i are having a conversation but we're there's so many other factors to like what we're doing like i am talking to my best friend but like i'm not because like i have to make sure my my face is you know facing the microphone or am i making the volume crack or it just there's a lot that goes into it we could just stop recording all of a sudden and melinda that's happened to them yes it has and it's like well yeah you gotta pay your dues because it fucking sucks (laughs) and this is such a common thing which i actually love because it humanizes so many podcasters i listen to and they're like oh my mic just my my recorder just broke it doesn't yeah, like I I like hearing those things as a podcaster because yeah. I'm like totally can relate. Yeah. So for them, 
I would like them to 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 get their their flow and their bearings and like have a format eventually. And like again, I'm not expecting that to happen right away because obviously it hasn't in 11 episodes. I mean, it definitely has gotten better since the first sure, episode. Yeah. Um, but it just it comes with time. You'll realize like I'm talking over this person the entire time. Okay, I shouldn't do that. Or you know, you just you just know when to talk or you know when to not say things or. You just figure it out, and they haven't done that yet, and I don't hold that against them. It's frustrating to listen to as a listener, I understand, but for two people who are celebrities that were like given this opportunity and they're like they just ran with it, and they have you know they have a producer, they have an editor, which don't even get me started with the editing, but what <laughs> it's just like they just they're there to talk and I wish, yes, there was more of a format. Yeah. Right at this moment. And hopefully they'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, just because you're an actor doesn't mean you're a podcaster. Right. And it, and I'm not saying that to toot a horn. It's just totally it's not. It's really, and you think there's also been times off mic where I'm like, yeah, I feel so good. I feel so good. Some, for some reason, those headphones go on. I can hear myself talk and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I can't, nothing's flowing. This is weird. You're focused in on mm-hmm. something. Yep. I'm like, oh, I hear my my nose whistle. Yeah. Or I'm like, why are you talking in circles? Or you're stumbling and you're like, wait, that makes no sense. Or you hate the sound of your voice. That's like, took a really long time to get used to. Um, but it's, it's all a learning curve. So while I understand the frustration, again, I don't blame them for it because they're, they're new. You know, there's they're learning every single day about how to have a podcast and have a successful podcast. Yeah. And also, I think Office Ladies out of the four I've listened to, they do go in detail of, you know, certain aspects of the episode, more detail. But you know what? In the beginning, they were rough. It took a little while. Yeah, they, they finally I feel like they found it very quickly, though. They did. And that is like if I had to and I, I have listened to some of those podcasts you listen, but not all of them. But if I had to like put a gold star, the top of the top would be office ladies. And that's only because, as we said before, they're absolute best friends. They love each other. They have immersed themselves entirely into this show, which I feel like maybe not the case with OC bitches because I feel like there's just a little bit more work with like research that needs to be done. It's interesting you say that because I'm I'm curious if they're batch recording mm. because there have been times when Rachel and maybe this is her getting used to talking on a mic or you, you double think like, oh, this happened in this episode. right? Yes. And she has done that a bunch How where I- I'm like. I yeah like she gets confused of like which episode is this and like I mean how I'm getting confused listening to it because I'm like wait which episode is this because I don't really remember yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah I feel like Jenna and Angela they have like as we do our distinct roles and like what they know what to expect every single week and they make it as as consistent as possible and so I feel like they have a obviously a great rapport with each other but such a great format and you know obviously they're they're editing and whoever produces like everything it just comes together so nicely in this little package and for some reason I can't put my finger on it 
but with OC bitches, I just like, there's just like something and I just don't know what it is that I'm like looking for. And I think maybe it's more just like, I mean, when we watch a show or we podcast about a show and I'm not trying to like compare, but I mean, sometimes I'll watch the episode two, three, three, four times which I'm like, I don't know if they do that to fully like, we're talking about this specific episode, you know, all of your shit about this specific episode. And that's, I think, what's lacking for me. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like to, com- you know, I don't want to compare because you shouldn't have to I compare. I don't think any of us want to compare. I right. think it's just when you've listened to a couple of these rewatch podcasts, it's they all have a different. Nature. Yeah, they you it's, it's, it's hard not to compare. They all have their they're different flows right but for some reason with this specific one the flow is not as flowy <laughs> yeah okay so let's get into questions and yeah comments chris he says that he enjoyed the kelly episode and is overall liking the podcast but he started listening to office ladies and he notices angela and jenna have great chemistry and yes. energy and maybe that's what's missing on oc bitches just yes. a little bit and he doesn't want to compare like we keep yep. you know what we were just saying he's thinking maybe if they were in the same room the chemistry would be there but that's just his two cents however overall he does look forward to this podcast every week yeah i mean i he's a a huge lover of the oc so i can't imagine you wouldn't look forward to it it's two of the cast members talking about the episode that you've seen a million times and if you get a guest that's awesome and so why wouldn't you still just love listening to them like i'm sure each week you do uh, yeah and so yeah like we just like you don't want to compare it and so it just it is what it is like you, you just yeah and again this is my favorite show so i'm like looking yeah. at i'm looking at it from a podcaster but also a fan fan yeah and it's fulfilling both but as right i get i can i just totally give grace when it comes to one starting something new two starting a project three podcasting about Mm -hmm. it it's not it's not easy a lot goes into it yeah and even though they have producers and editors and all of that it still is not natural and even through zoom it's it's tough it's tough i mean i don't watch it i listen to it it but it does come up on like youtube if I happen to see the picture, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I wonder how that is, like, podcasting. I mean, we've done it before, obviously. I didn't like it. No, it's... With me it, and you, with a guest, it's fine. With a guest, it's fine because you can you can see when they're going to speak or, you know, the reaction to something. But it, it is hard to to podcast via Zoom. It's hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Will feels Melinda and Rachel were natural fits for the podcast and think it's good, but feels they are dancing around the Misha Barton stuff too much mm. and need to get Brody McKenzie or Barton on ASAP. They should have had Donnie on oh <laughs> Donnie my from God. Corona because Paul Wesley. Is you make it. <laughs> that would have been good. How uh, Paul Wesley would probably be such an awesome guest. He's so down to earth, really funny dude. So like, it would be really awesome if they were to happen to reach out to him for that. That episode passed already, right? It did. Yeah. And Melinda knows him from Vampire. Right, exactly. So they could have gotten him, but that's really funny. Uh, At AAW3115 feels the best thing about the podcast is all the behind the scenes info, especially Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes guests. The process is so interesting. Definitely. Uh, It also made her love Melinda more. Me which too. love we can agree to (sighs) love her. I mean, listen, I absolutely adore Melinda. I, I adore Rachel. Same. 
But we were asked at the end of Let's Talk OC if we could interview anyone, and we both said Melinda. Melinda, Clark. I know. <laughs> Out of the whole cast. And I think Alicia was the one to ask us that mm-hmm. question, and that still stands. Totally still stands. I still, like, I'm obsessed with, I love how she's doing the show. I love her presence on the show. I love her on social media. I just, I love her. Yeah. I really, really, I respect her. I love her. Yeah, it's good same. Stuff. Couple of questions she has for us. Which episode do you do you learn the most from and why? I guess Josh's episode, right? I feel how like it all started. Yeah, the the first episode and how he came to be and the youngest you know, producer on television at that time and it just I feel like that was probably one of the best uh informative episodes and then I feel like honestly any of the episodes with any of the writers or directors like I said before like you learn so much because you don't get to see them, those people on camera. You only see what they put on the screen. And so to hear what happened behind the scenes with them and how they shot that or how many hours it took for that and how they compiled it together, like that's what's interesting to me. I agree. 100%. Yeah. 100%. As podcast vets, <laughs> what have you learned that you would pass on to improve the podcast, oh. if any? Which is so sweet for you to call us that. Yeah, I mean... And for us to give <laughs> advice is weird. Um, It is weird. I feel like I don't have the place to speak t- t- to these two individual women. But um, obviously, we always say, like, you need the passion. And yep. I feel like... Not that they're lacking passion, but if, and maybe eventually it will come, but like we love talking about television so much. We are so passionate about talking about television. Obviously, we have a podcast network about talking about television. And so I feel like maybe they need to find like what excites them about podcasting and then go with that because I feel like it's kind of very like surfaced right now. Like obviously we know they're still trying to find their bearings and find what they like about it. So maybe that and obviously being consistent is extremely important. That's what I was going to say. Consistent and just keep going because I think just keep going. If yeah. You keep going. You'll naturally find your flow. You'll totally. naturally find. Okay. I need to rush up. on. Yeah. This. Like maybe like we should just eliminate doing that or we should beef up doing this like you just it's all a learning process right so again being consistent and just podcasting uh, every single week or every single month or whatever your schedule is it helps because then you get used to the flow and you know what's expected of you and yeah maybe you would research that a little bit more to bring it to next week's episode or you'll do you know it, it just it's all just comes with time and, and learning. I will say this, too. When we started Tree Hill Talk, mm. right, I showed up, watched the episode, Left. gave comments. <laughs> I didn't take notes. And at the time, I wasn't editing. Right. Six months later, I took on editing full time, started taking notes, and, and became the, fully obsessed Fully invested. But it didn't take until no. six months. Yeah, and I, and I was and there different. too. I'm not comparing us to like the actors who worked on a show, but also it takes time for you to be like, oh yeah, I'm in this. And of course, it's different for them because they have people that are probably that are helping them, right? Um, but sometimes you just it'll click and be like, totally. And even oh, like yeah. we podcasted two podcasts before we did three Gossip Girls, and even in the beginning of three Gossip Girls it was like still a learning curve of like, what do we do with this specific show? Yeah. And how do we make this the best podcast? Because 
we're used to doing this with this podcast and this with that. And it just probably didn't work for this one. So you need to, again, like reteach yourself how to like just figure out what works best. And they definitely will. It just will take some time. Uh, have any questions been answered since listening? Um, I don't know if I necessarily had any questions, you know? No, same, because I go in every week with an open mind. Same, I'm like, what are they going to tell me today? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is what I wanted to know. And I'm just fully enjoying it rather yeah. than being like, oh, they didn't touch upon this or, oh, they're not recapping this part. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here because I'm home by myself and I just want to hear them talk right. about my favorite show. Yeah, and like, as we said, they, they're they just re-watching it again for like the first time ever. So the things that we've talked about in lengths for years, they're just coming to that realization of like, oh, Rosa, she doesn't like last or, you know, some Dustin. like, yeah, all these like jokes that we've been talking about like for years. And I'm sure with the, the you know, the Ryan and Seth like sharing a room, like those joking things they'll get to eventually and they'll be like, wait, oh. And so as the audience, you're like laughing along with them, but it's like, do you need to answer it? No, because at this point, right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of just like a thing that has happened. Right. It's yeah. just, yeah. Uh, overall, Alicia sent us her thoughts on Misha. When Misha. She wrote her essay for Harper's Bazaar titled The Grim Truth About Growing Up in the Public Eye. And we've had had people speak to us of it's a very sad article about this essay and then melinda and rachel did mm-hmm. lightly very touch lightly on it because i feel that y- you do have to lightly touch upon it they sh- they can comment on it because obviously anybody can comment on but for them to state a truth about it and they i feel like they did it in a right way right exactly they were saying that they had their own experiences on the show and the fact that Misha had such a different experience, they're just, they want to know why that is. Right. So, I mean. Yeah. It's it's hard to touch about someone else's truth. Like, yes. You know, like Thank this you. is her truth. And you're like, well, how do I take that away from her? And like me reading this article, oh my God, this is just so sad to me that she was an actress at a young age and just was thrown into it and had to learn all her firsts you know right off the surface and just not even experiencing these things for herself in real life and then like you're watching her experience it and right, people are then just ripping her apart right highly sexualized highly sexualized and then when there was a part she wrote about that because her mother was trying to protect her mm-hmm. it became overbearing and difficult yep. to work with yeah i took out a paragraph that i actually wanted to discuss with you uh, it's from Misha's essay. Okay. And she says, Here I was playing a confident character who was fast and loose, yet I was still a virgin. The mm-hmm. kids in the show were quintessential, rich, privileged American teenagers, drinking, taking drugs, and of course having sex. I knew it was important to get this thing, my virginity that was looming over me, the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. if you will, if you will, out of the way. I started to worry that I couldn't play this character if I didn't hurry up and mature a little. Did I ever feel pressure to have sex with someone Well, after being pursued by older men in their 30s, I eventually did the deed. She goes on to go. But what I found interesting about... That breaks my heart. First off, it breaks my heart. However, not however, but when you look at Marissa Cooper, and and I can't take away her feelings for playing this character or how she felt or the pressures put on from higher ups and in meetings. Yeah. 
But if we look at the show, Marissa was not a slut. No. Never was presented that way. No. And she wasn't, I mean, I don't want to, again, take that away from her. But I don't think she was highly sexualized either as a character. Well, you, you know, know, like. Yeah. When you hear people talk about the OC, especially drama queens mentioned it. A couple yes. of people of others that the OC was so sexy. Was it? I Are know. We, do we have bad vision of it? Because I view, again, I'm biased. It's my favorite show. But I, when watching it when I was a kid, I was more tuned in for the California Seth Cohen nerd lifestyle. Yeah, like, like high schoolers in California. I, I don't necessarily, even in my 30s, think this is a sexy show. Right. So you have Marissa Cooper who... Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl That's sexy. a sexy show. Yeah. But, okay. So you have Marissa Cooper who to me, was never portrayed as this, like, person who was loose and needed. You had Summer who was a virgin. You had Seth who was a virgin. Right. They were... Summer who was a virgin, but never... You never believed that she was. But you find out quick. But you find out quick, and you're like, oh, okay, gives that character way way more depth than you thought she would, which is great as far as, you know, than her being in a relationship with Seth and them losing their virginity for the first time. But but together. Yeah, together. Monogamous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters around them wasn't really much of sex-driven. No, it except wasn't. Except for Ryan, which we learned he had previous sexual partners. Right. And, and sex-driven more so, I guess, Marissa and Ryan's relationship as opposed to Seth and Summer. Like, Seth and Summer are an old married couple pretty much the entirety of the show. And so it's like the heat is brought upon with Ryan and Marissa but more so, but not even, not even because we don't even see them have sex there. It's mostly just as you know, Ryan, just like, pining, yeah, like they're pining over each other, but, but, so, but not in like a way where yeah. he's like, Oh man, like looking her up and down no. or just, it's, it wasn't, that wasn't overly sexualized for me. And as a woman, and I'm not trying to take that away from me, Misha, neither. me but neither. I don't, I, I get where she's coming from, but I don't feel like it, it wasn't my experience. But right. again, the show, what I wasn't an actor on the I show. Know. And so that part made me sad that she felt that way. And I felt, I feel like Melinda and Rachel have always talked about how much more mature Misha was for oh her God. age. And Misha was saying how she felt like she wasn't mature at all. And she felt like she needed to push to be mature, push to lose her virginity. So she knew what it was like to play someone who lost their virginity. Like those are, that's shit you don't think about as an actress or as a person watching it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh my God, like she didn't even have sex in real life. And now she has to pretend to play someone who is losing their virginity. Like how does she understand that? And I'm sure this happens all the time because I feel like I've seen so many interviews of young actresses saying like, I had my first kiss on screen and, I was a virgin until this day and just like, how do you play someone when you don't have that experience yourself? Which, which she was felt like she had to do that. Yeah. Uh, She also writes that I found interesting as well. At the same time, nobody was happy that there was so much media attention on me over the other cast members. Mm. It rocked the boat in a big way. They thought I was courting Publicity also because the person I was dating at the time was someone well-known in L.A. circles. Yeah. I wasn't attention-seeking by that point. It began to snowball. I, and I, you know, when we grew up watching Misha Barton, you were like, oh, that's, you know, Misha Barton, she's at it again. Yeah. And now I'm thinking like, oh, I, that's not right. I no. had no idea what was going on in her life and that the, the fact that paparazzi were literally paying homeless people to take pictures insane? of her. 
yeah. and record her. Like, that's just disgusting. And for her to have PTSD with camera clicks? Yes. It's awful. It's awful. And so you just never know what's going on behind closed doors. So for us to make that, like, snap judgment of who Misha Barton is or was, just like because she says Britney Spears or Paris Hilton, yeah, you know, it's... It's so sad. The it, early 2000s was so the hard. The early aughts with those low-rise oh, jeans. Oh, my God. They hurt. They hurt is right. Yeah. Uh, but I've always... It's funny because even with Misha being in the news of how they portrayed her to us, I always still loved her. Yeah. I always loved her style and her grace and everything she's done. But continuing on, at Megan Derm on the topic of Misha, she says, am I crazy or am I the only one who thinks they are kind of hard on Misha? They seem like they give her a lot of crap and hate on her a bit, or maybe it's just me. I don't necessarily think they hate I don't think so. I think they talk about Marissa in a very... Well, they talk about Marissa, the character, with such respect. They have so much respect for Marissa. Misha, I feel like they don't they, no. they just don't know. They just don't have the same experience that she did. So the, when people ask them about her or they're trying to understand like what she was going through in this part of the episode, I feel like they don't really know. And Rachel was more, I mean, but both of them kind of were because Melinda was also her mother. So they, they both had a lot of scenes with her. So the fact that they're not even understanding where she's coming from with the things that she said, it's like, wait, weren't you guys... They were probably together the most besides Ben with Misha. So it's like, what 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 experience did you guys have? Like, everyone had such a different experience. Well, I think because Misha was the star and blew up and was the youngest. The youngest, yep. And sexualized from an early age, then that can infiltrate. And then it's like, oh, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. And, you're in, and like she said, she didn't know to speak up. She didn't know yes. she could say things. Yeah. Uh, which actually to go into drama queens, you'll hear the three of them talk about like not knowing they could stand up until later on. And- Which is so sad. But the fact that now they can say that and like hopefully help other right. people that act and like, no, you, this is your limit. If you have a limit, you need to say it. So it's glad that I'm glad that we have a platform now that people can talk about that openly. Yes. And their history with that. So I would like to hear Misha's side of the story. So funny you say that at Rissa underscore 2234 asks do you think Misha will eventually come on? I don't know but I am hopeful for it but I don't I'd understand if she didn't. Same. I would. Lo- <laughs> but I would like to hear it. I would love for her to come tell her story. I think Melinda and Rachel would love for her to come on. They've said that. We'd yeah. love to talk to you and learn about your experience but I also going back to the beginning Maybe you don't want to relive that part of your life. She has talked about it in some interviews now. She has, yeah. Recently, there's been stuff you can find of her, but, and, you know, people have asked, like, oh, if the, you the know, reboot, the revival, <laughs> like, how would we do it? Would they bring Marissa back? And, you know, she's always stood by Marissa dying. And it's like, I feel like I really, at this point, I only want guests on that actually really want to come on. Let's not force it. Right. And so if she is excited to be on, and wants to share her story then hell yeah please do i'm sure melinda and rachel would be super respectful of her my god what happened in her journey and they can all talk about how they all had completely different experiences on this same show 
I mean, and isn't that learn life? from it? Yeah, we all have different experiences. 100%. You grow up with a sibling, you're raised the same exact way, but completely different thought people. processes. Yeah, completely yeah. different people. So whatever you're going through, not not necessarily the person next to you is doing, feeling the same way about it. Right. So at least they're now like they recognize that and we're made aware and they're made aware and they're like oh okay well not she had this this issue many issues like let's talk about it yeah hopefully tish asks who has been your favorite guest so far so far where we're up to i think kelly and i think patrick norris i think both of their episodes were great i loved just hearing kelly and uh melinda's friendship and melinda has like a really i mean not melinda um kelly has like such she has good memories yeah, of does. the show and like memories where obviously we're joking around that rachel doesn't remember anything but kelly remembers a lot and she has really good memories and she loved her experience with peter and like how she's just like they were a great married couple and she just, I think she really appreciated her role there. And now she's a mom herself. And she's, I loved how she was talking about how she really wasn't that much older than them. Oh <laughs> you Isn't know, that the fun part, 13 years yeah, older. Yeah. So, you know, they had more in common than we thought they did. Yeah. So it was really nice to hear her. And when I was texting Michelle, I was like, as soon as Melinda was like introducing Kelly, like she's done X, Y, and Z, I started like, getting choked up a little bit because I'm like oh my god like Callie is like for me I mean she was on my top five you guys know like the OC I don't care who else like Sandy and, and Kirsten were like my OTP and I was like oh, it's so good to hear Kelly and just know that her experience was a positive one and how much she did enjoy being on the show and now that her daughter like wants to go back and watch it and it's just I just loved that one I, Kelly was my favorite. Tate is a close Tate second. Tate was a great one as well. It's hard. I mean, I love all the behind the scenes too, but if we're talking about main cast yeah. members. The other thing too is Kelly and Tate, <clears throat> excuse me, <Listen> voice. <laughs> and Melinda were all the adults yes. on the show and Peter. So they have such a different perspective. Totally. Uh, compared to Misha. And if we want to tie in Adam here, because people have been wondering would adam come on this podcast he has spoken recently i don't think he will (laughs) about his time on the oc you know what people read interviews with adam and they take it so harshly Mm -hmm. i read the interviews i'm like okay he's appreciative of his time on the show as playing seth cohen and he's like i don't want to watch myself it's uncomfortable even kelly said that she's like i never go back and watch myself Uh, he's past it yeah. So can we just leave him alone? And I know again, here I'm a huge fan of this mm-hmm. show. But I don't view that as Adam being like, oh shitting all over Seth Cohen. I think he's just like, I was young, I played this role, I'm super grateful for it, because he has said that. He recognizes where it got him, but also I kinda don't want to watch myself because it's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So and I feel like a lot of the guests have rewatched a lot of episodes yes. to like prepare for their interview with them. So maybe Adam just wouldn't really want to do that. I would think quintessential Brody episode. He doesn't even have to watch the episode. Let's just have the three of them talk yeah. about their time on the show together. Yeah, we don't have to talk about like the actual episode at hand. Or he doesn't even have to rewatch. They could just, just fill talk, him in. Yeah, just talk about your time on it. the show. Yeah. And like have some you know lol moments and like share your memories and 
you know, Camp Gallagher. I love hearing about that. I mean, that's a, it must be such a they fun just time. just smoked weed. Just smoked weed and played Capture the Flag and ran around and probably made out and like... I want to be there. Me too. I mean, it was probably so much fun. And so the fact that they can bond over having those memories would be nice for the listeners. And also it's like... Uh, it's none of my damn business. Right. If you don't want to <laughs> share it, then you don't share it. You but know? if he wanted to come on and they joke about their time, and then that'd be great. Great. I would love to listen to that episode. I would love to listen Me too. to Ben on an episode. Right. So... And Misha, of course. Of any course. of you know any of the kids because we've had pretty much all the core parents right now. So, yeah. but yeah, my favorite guest has been Kelly and Tate. Kelly, I cried hearing. I wanted yeah. her. She was the one I was looking forward the absolute most. Uh, which episode are you excited for them to talk about? You know, my memory. I couldn't tell you a specific episode, How but storyline. <laughs> storyline. Chris Maca. Let's. We got to talk about Chris Maca. Yeah. Um. Would be great, obviously, if Adam were to come on a Christmas episode. Sure. Um, but I'm not, you know. I wonder, is Josh going to come on multiple episodes? I'm assuming so. You know, so maybe it would be nice to have Josh on that so he can kind of, like, talk about the creation of it and what came to his mind and sparked it all. And Well, growing up is, like, a half. We're, we're, yeah. we're half-seas, so... Yeah, so just, like, tell his, his journey and probably all the producers were laughing at him, like, wait, you're seriously making this holiday? I'm yeah. sure it was talked about and we they did an episode every single season about it so it meant something to this this show i mean it's that's the biggest thing that came from this show really you know yeah well this ties into what at prim devacula sorry prim says i love listening to kelly rowan on the episode it is a rare joy to get to hear the actress who played one of 16 year old use absolute favorite characters mm-hmm. discuss all of her years uh, and even rarer joy to have her not only disappoint, but even impress. Yes. My question, are there emblematic episodes of certain characters that you would love to hear the actors come on the podcast for? For Kirsten, I'd love to hear Kelly again from The Ties That Bind. Is that the finale of season one? Where I think the performance was amongst the best of the series. Yes, it's season one finale. Okay. That makes, I would love to have heard her perspective, like maybe like how she prepared for that or something like that. But, I would love her on the episode of The Intervention. Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a hard episode, too. That, I was that was a, I was confusing the two. Because um, to me, I thought her performance in that was great. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I agree to this with Kelly coming back for that or for, you know, The Intervention episode. I would love Olivia Wilde to come on. Oh, me too. I would love, I know Chris Carmack is coming. He has to be coming. Uh, Cam Gigante. Cam Gigante. I want to know if they told him, listen, you're going to kill You're going to kill Marissa. And how do you feel about I would about love this? to know about that. Yeah. I, he would be a great guest. He would. And then Taylor Hanley, Oliver, mm-hmm. for the links. Mm-hmm. The specific yeah, links, the links episodes. And then, of course, Autumn Reeser. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I feel like she has to come on. Yeah. But... And I know, like, obviously Ben, but I want the side characters. Yeah, I know. I want to hear more of their experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, at Mrs. Boquist says, what background tea has been spilled so far that you <gasps> learned from the podcast that you didn't already know? Oh. Well, I mean, it's every, like I said before, like, knowing about Adam and Rachel's relationship. And I feel like, of course, why, of course I would say that. Like the, the the relationship that happened from the show, and everyone wanted to know what was going on behind the scenes, and so finding out like 
the the way that she started falling for him i thought that was really sweet and really like big of her not big of her but like i really respected the fact that she can just say that like it meant not that it meant nothing but just like it's a fact yeah and it's not hurting her or harming her in any way or not ruining a potential you know romance or relationship that she would have now so i like hearing about that stuff I mean, obviously the Cam Gallagher stuff as we just said, I thought that was hysterical and I was like, okay, let's humanize these people. They smoke weed. It's legal in California, so we can talk about this. Right. You know, it's it's fun to hear that type of stuff. I love Tate's story about how he... Oh, and how he was such an asshole? Well, he was not such an (laughs) asshole, but he had to film with Peter and he was so mad at him at that golf scene. Yeah. And and afterwards, Peter's like, do you want to play a couple rounds of golf? And he was just so angry at him. Like, I love that. Yeah, really funny. Uh, I love Peter hearing him rewatch the show and being like, oh my God, like Kelly and Tate had such a, a vibe and a connection. He's like, I didn't see that. I'm like getting like mad. And then even Rachel in this past week's episode talking about how like, Anna's like trying to step on my man and like I feel like in real life me and Samir like had a thing yeah because I was having a crush on Adam and she was trying to take him from me like you know the character and I just felt like not okay like she's like a 16 year old me is like upset or not 22 year old her is upset I was like that's so great to hear like that type of stuff like they're human yes exactly I also love that Kelly said Ben made her break the most I know I'm like funny Ben what Ben what's going on there yeah the casting director <laughs> episode he was pretty interesting how he told how they casted ben and how they casted misha mm-hmm. and i mean it's anytime they tell those personal stories i love it you too that's been the best yeah uh last but not least at court underscore lynn asked what do you think of josh saying taylor and ryan ended up together i know i knew this was going to be a thing okay well all right I knew people were going to ask this question. This hasn't been talked about on since Welcome to the OC Bitches on right. a podcast. It was discussed on a live during the promotion week when the episode when the podcast was announced and the first episode came out. Josh and Rachel and Melinda they were all doing these lives on Instagram, and someone said, "What about Taylor and Ryan?" And of course, Rachel's like, "Who or like what?" <laughs> Which is hysterical, and he's like, "Oh yeah, they end up together." Just matter of factly, and I took it as like, wait, what? But also, I feel like Josh is kind of trolling us at the same time. He was probably like, I'll just tell them what they want to hear and I'll laugh And also like, I don't know, sure. But also, sure, yeah, like I haven't thought about it in 17 years, so sure, whatever you guys want. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that's not what everyone wants because everyone is very, not everyone, but we have a lot of anti-Taylor and Ryan people out there because obviously we know everyone loves Ryasa so much. Right. Yes. And then we did that, like, where would they be? And Josh wrote a little thing where she'd end up with Nate Archibald. Right? Which I think is Which so I'd rather funny. just think that yeah. at this point. Yeah, totally. Life. I would love for Nate and Taylor to be together. I mean, I don't know what happens in Gossip exactly. Girl, so that could totally be a thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all our questions and comments. Thank you so Thank much you, everyone. to everyone who reached out. Everyone wrote how they wanted this so bad. It's like catching up with an old friend. We really appreciate those sweet Aww. comments. And also, we're also over here like, wait, what? what? Yeah, right? You like us? This? Okay. It's just, I mean, it's been a bizarre episode, but I feel like now you guys know where we stand with it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, we'll still be listening. 
Yeah, and if you, you want to reach out, you can always reach some out. Some more comments. We'll always talk about the OC and when we get some other guests yeah, on. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some big guests, some big reveals, good yeah. be behind the scenes stuff. I would also I want to put out there I would love to hear Stephanie Stephanie Savage. I know she's coming. At yeah. Some point. She is very detail oriented. I'd love to hear her take on maybe she she'd be good for Chrismica too. Mm. That's just me putting feelers out there. I'm having Anjana. I'm having Andrea as well. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, let's do a little Betty of the Week. Betty of the Week. You're a total Betty. So this week, I should say this this past couple of weeks, we've had three new pledges to the network: Nathan, Debbie, and Prim. Hi. Hi guys, is your name Primrose Lake Hunger Games? I know, and also Prim, are you Prim? Did Prim? you send us a question? Send us this a question? <laughs> Do I butchered your? I hope your you name? are. Gosh, Just thank you, thank you so much. Um, but you guys are the new class. Ah, the total Betty new class. The total Betty new class. Um, we are super excited that you're here. Most of you already have been in the Discord, so everyone's getting to know you and your love of Gossip Girl and the OC and your TBM journey. It's just so nice to hear what you've been up to and why you came and why you're listening. And we just really appreciate you guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. It really means everything so much. I also, so we've had our Patreon network for so long at this point. So and we're long, so yeah. thankful. We have, we have listeners and pledges that have been with us since tree hole talk days, which is like since 2016. <laughs> and we can't thank you enough because you really, you keep these shows up. All of the pledges keep tree hole talk still going. Yeah. You keep let's talk OC up. We really have, does. We have people still listening to the show. We got a comment the other day that they've been listening and now they're on to Gossip Girl. I'm like, wow, like even though we're not producing episodes, you're still here. So yeah. We really appreciate it. If you want to check out other things that we do, check out totalbettymedia.com. In fact, we're having our virtual group hang on the twenty second. So join us. Join us pledges. If you're interested, uh, check out what we offer. But on my time hop today. <laughs> This popped up one year ago from our mm. pledge, Mal, who is still Mal. with us. Mal loves the OC. Says, I'm so excited to be here finally. I was the one on Reddit a few months ago in the OC subreddit asking if I should watch One Tree Hill or Gossip Girl next. I oh. just finished One Tree Hill season one and I'm obsessed. Found you guys because the OC has my heart. I needed to join to be part of the last season. I've listened to the pod twice so far. I love you guys so much. Your girl, Mal. Oh, Mal. So I screenshotted this. It was stayed on my phone, showed up today. This was one year ago. And I wanted to put it in our Discord chat, but I didn't want to be creepy, Mal. So instead, I'm telling the world. <laughs> right? You're telling the whole world about I'm telling, your screenshot. That's how much you guys mean to us. Yes. There's always, there's multiple screenshots. I'm sure if you go back in the history of Michelle and I's chats, there are yeah. endless screenshots of pledges and comments and just reviews and ratings, just really sweet stuff that... We'll always, we just like to, you know, talk about them and get so excited that you're here and that you're enjoying, yeah. that you love us. And we love you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. We will have another bonus episode. Yes, coming it's, it's coming in the works. This month. Also, if you're rewatching the new, not rewatching, but if you're watching for the, like along with us, the new Gossip, new Girl, Gossip Girl, 
Join us. We'll be covering it. The reboot. Over on Three Gossip Girls podcast. Yeah. Every Wednesday. Well, for the next six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it should be a good time. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Okay. So I called Liz back. <laughs> and I was like, listen, Chris Carmack is going to be Carmack. on. We have to do a follow-up episode. And then after listening... I wanted to talk to you about it because I felt like they recapped the episode. They definitely did a lot better. Yeah. And Rachel was more in her game. She definitely was. They weren't really talking over each other. No, they weren't. It was a great episode. It was a great episode. Chris was a wonderful guest. He is so genuine, so sweet. He just loved being a part of it. And they loved their experience with him. I found his interview portion to be like the most exciting and the most that like i can like um remember you know like obviously because we just we just listened to this episode but i feel like i absorbed a lot of what he was saying as opposed to like when some other guests are on and they were like yeah i did this x y and z and i was like oh that's nice and it kind of just went out of my brain but with chris i was like my god with the nashville stuff and just like hearing his experience it was a really good episode i really enjoyed do you remember when i brought up that I saw that he didn't remember. He didn't remember even saying that line. That must have been a, a troll. I don't <laughs> know where I saw that, why I brought that up, because he talks so much about that and how everybody has everyone, said it to And him. everyone knows him for that. And I, I'm i like, so today I was Googling. I'm like, where where was that? I cannot find that anywhere. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's a Mandela effect. You never even I saw it. I guess so, but I know I said it on this podcast. You definitely like, did because it's something that stuck, stuck with in me. your mind, mm-hmm. right? And so when I heard him say all of the stuff, I was like, oh, I just chalked it up to, okay, that probably wasn't an accurate news source or yeah. tweet or whatever it was. Right. So I'm glad to hear that he remembers and I feel like he remembers a lot about his time on the show well I think also the fact that his wife started rewatching. yeah so that helps too he caught his wife and so he sat down with her and watched it with her which I think is so funny when people who either their kid or spouse watches the show they're on yeah and they're like get caught up in it I teared up when he told the story about how he met his wife when he saw her on the stage and he was like it was just like this angel and I was like oh my god that's so sweet Like, what a romantic love story that you hear, like, only in movies. Yeah. Really sweet. But I I really liked him as a guest, and I even said I I couldn't wait for him to be a guest, and then you look and he I mean, hopefully he'll come back for the episode that they were referencing when they first hook up. Would be really funny if they did. But also, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that we had to, like, you know, kiss each other and pretend to have hooked up, and it's just awkward. And they they laughed about it. Yeah, and every episode, I feel like it's running, being brought up. Yeah. <laughs> so How could it not funny. be? Yeah. But the other reason I wanted to come on is I wanted to see if you felt the same way. Because we talked about in length, because I edited the episode. Right? Yeah, in length. In length. So, <laughs> you know, we talked about the flow and how the episodes are going and I felt that they're finding their stride. Yeah. This was a week that really showed that. Yeah. I wanted to see if you agreed. No, I do agree. I, I was I was proud of this episode. I, I felt like I wasn't distracted. I mean, I was driving when I listened to it. So besides driving, there was no other distraction. So I feel like that helped me really focus in and I felt the entire conversation to be informative and entertaining and yeah, I didn't really feel like there was any like awkward moments or people talking over each other those things that happen you know the only weird thing is at the end 
the ads are starting before the episode is done. It's like cutting off. This has happened twice. Oh, really? And I'm like, wait, what? It just doesn't ar- it sound like um, Bonnie's voice? Yeah. And I'm like, it, did she do this it like does. infomercial? Because at first I thought it was an ad for her podcast. You're right. And it wasn't. And right. now we keep hearing it over and over again. I'm like, well, the the voice is pleasant. Yes, it is pleasant. <laughs> it's just strange. Uh, but I thought it was great. And I and I also, because I know the show, but you brought up a good point of sometimes you need more of a recap. Yeah. Did you remember this episode? This was a big episode. How yeah, you no, I, def- I definitely felt uh, more like secure with like remembering what happened because of the big scenes. And I feel like, yeah, they did go not necessarily into, I mean, they went into the big scenes, but there were other scenes that they did talk about, which is what I'm looking for as a viewer that hasn't seen it a million times in my life. So, but I I mean, there's no way you can't remember this episode. Yeah. I mean, that was what we're talking about in case you're not, you're wondering is the secret, the secret when Luke's dad. Yeah. It's hard for out. me to remember which episode and title with the title. Yeah. Of a lot of times I think I'm thinking of an episode. I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't the episode. But the secret, I feel like, OK, that's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I'm like, that's the episode that's with the Luke's episode. dad, him and Ryan. I would know. love for them to get him to come on because I feel he was the, the he, father. Yeah. yeah. He was a really good. Yeah, definitely. He was so sweet. And I like listening to to how Chris was analyzing how Luke was at that point. Like, well, I just found out my dad, you know, has a lover and is cheating on my mom. Like, that's one thing. And then I have to kind of approach it at that moment. Like, how would anyone react? You're not really absorbing. You kind of just want to flee the scene. You don't know what, how you're processing it. I was like, yeah, like the things that you think about as an actor, which is like such a brilliant thing. Yeah to hear how an actor prepares themselves or right. not prepares themselves or whatever they're doing. So yeah, I, I just find that stuff to be interesting. I think as we're getting into the next batch of episodes, we're getting into Chris Mika, we're getting into yeah. Oliver, we're getting into New <gasps> Year's, we're getting into Rooney. I the, know, the Luke Rooney. I mean, the Rooney episode. And they say like, you get really funny, dude. You get goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Luke becomes goofy. I can't, I don't know who they'll get for that if they have anybody lined up, but. I'm so excited for the discussion of the Rooney episode. Yeah, same. I look I look forward to it. Yeah. I still, you know, each week I will listen. Yeah. So I'm I'm intrigued to see their progression and I wish them all the best. And yeah. I want to see, you know, and I want to hear the best quality I possibly can. And I hope that that continues. So Yeah, same. And now we're actually caught up. Now we're now actually caught up. Now when we release up. this episode, I'll feel good because we yeah. literally talked about all 12 episodes. Yeah, I was like, wait, is it is it released on Tuesday or Wednesday? And you're like, Tuesday. Tuesday. I was like, oh, damn, we'll miss that like new release before yeah. it goes out. But I was like, if someone major comes, we have to just do a tiny bit of a follow-up. And listen yeah. Like, okay. No, we're good. Got we're it. good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> this has been a Total Betty Media Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora.